today on Commitment to Truth. So we have a responsibility as adults to be living out publicly our faith so that our young men and women can look at our lives, gain courage from that to do what? Publicly live out their faith. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This week, we continue a series titled, Please Move, God, Preparing and Believing for a Move of God. Today, you may wonder why God is not noticeably moving in your life. But is He really not moving? Could it be that He desires to move in a more amazing way, but we are not entirely ready for this move of God? Isaiah 65:24 suggests how God desires to move. It reads, It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will listen. Are you willing to get ready for however God desires to move in us, through us, and around us? Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. That person or that part of you that makes you say silly stuff or stuff you regret, that's the real you. We'll say things, we'll do things, we can say, oh, I really didn't mean it. Yes, we did. Because that's who we really, really are. And what God would do is allow us to carefully learn through our failures, carefully learn through our wildernesses, so that we can be men and women who carefully remember that experience so we do not repeat it once he moves. You see, Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verses 1 through 13, he admonishes the church to avoid Israel's mistakes. He says, you got to avoid Israel's mistakes. Now, for the sake of time, I encourage you to, to read that. But one of the most amazing things that he says in these verses, he says that he who thinks he stands takes heed that lest he falls. In other words, these things were written to admonish you so that you would not repeat them. Then he goes on to say, let he who thinks he's got it going on, pretty much, take heed lest they fall. So what God also does is he allows this careful learning to be accumulated in our lives and our hearts when we see other people fail around us. You see, you, you may come from, let's say you come from a background or family dynamic that it just wasn't healthy or Let's say it was a Christian by title home, but not by lifestyle. Learn carefully not to repeat it. Can I share with you one of my learnings when it came to finances and, and what I had to learn from my parents' failure? And some of you may understand what I'm talking about here, either because your parents did it or you're doing it now. So I used to be my parents' caller ID. Some of you know what I'm talking about? 
creditor call, calls, tell them I'm not here. Tell them I'm not here. They didn't handle their business. Now, a little, little different today because of technology, we just don't pick up the line. <laughs> oh, that's the creditor. <laughs> but you know what it taught me? Don't repeat that. If you owe someone something, don't run from your responsibility. Humble yourself and handle your business. If you want me to move exponentially in your finances, because stewardship is also owing no man anything. And if you owe them, you have the courage to talk to them and tell them, forgive me because I owe you and I will pay you back. It's part of stewardship that God examines in your heart. He said, you can't avoid creditors. So I had to look back and remember all how I felt. It was all uncomfortable and awkward as a, as a preteen being caller ID for my parents. I had a choice. Am I going to repeat history? Or am I going to correct it? That's the granial details that God is looking for in our hearts. No stone can be left unturned. You see, it's very easy for someone to go from a church to another church to another church and not learn anything. Rather than, okay, well, we failed in this, but God give us the courage not to be bitter, but learn how to do it right. Just do it right. Lest you fall. So please, I encourage you to go back and read 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and just digest it and mull it over in your heart in its context because it's important. And then the Lord gives us this this cautiousness versus carelessness in, in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 16. It says, a wise person is cautious and turns away from evil. But a fool is arrogant and careless. There's this learning, become cautious, you don't repeat it. If you want God to move. I would never forget to carefully learn from my past, God, if I want you to move. Secondly, we find in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. We should never forget how to behave when we are waiting to, are waiting for God to do what he does best, and that is move. There's this sense of behavior that God will reveal to us that is required of us before he moves.
Verse 1 says, now this is the commandment, the statutes and the judgments, which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you. Why? So that you may do them in the land. Think about it. They were instructed how to behave before they even entered the land. So there's this doing it before you even get there. So that you may do them in the land where you are going over to take possession of it. Why again? So that you, your son, and your grandson will fear the Lord your God to keep all the statues and his commandments which I command you all the days of your life and that your days may be prolonged. Now Israel, you shall listen and be careful to do them. Why? So that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in the land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel. Do, do you hear? He's just drilling down. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. Remember, Jesus then shows up on the scene. He says, if you love me, you obey my what? Are you, if you love me, you would do what I've told you to do. Seek first my kingdom, its righteousness. All these things. But there's this doing before all these things. Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. You see, behaving is doing what we've been taught to do. Now, again, remember the scriptures even say, um, to him who knows the right thing to do is what? It is sin. So that says to you, there's people early in their walk with Christ may not know the right thing to do. So there's that measure of grace that God gives. 
But if we know the right thing to do and we just don't do it, it's sin. So the challenge is, is behaving is doing what we've been taught. Again, verse 1, teach you that you may do them in the land. The word do means this, to attend to, to ordain, to institute, to observe. So there has to come a point in my life that I am starting to ordain and institute things in my life that I know I must do for one God to move. It has to be a part of me, a part of my environment, a part of who I am. There's this outflow of doing in every area of my life. Not just I come to church, I do, I go home, I do what I want to do. It doesn't work that way. I do in private, I do in public. I do in front of man, I do it out of the face of man. Behaving is also treasuring what God has commanded. So, for instance, have you ever asked your child to do something, but they don't do it? We call it this way in our, in our home, with a happy heart, right? It's like, they'll do it. Okay, I'll do it, you know, but on the inside, I really don't want to do it. You, you, do we really think God, we got to get away with that with God? But we try it all the time. I'll do what you say, but on the inside, I, you know, I... I really want to do it because I disagree. Uh, you know, oh, well, you don't understand how difficult it is. I can't believe. And we just, all this stuff that we're really saying in our hearts. So that then says, you know, I'm behaving and I'm doing, but I'm not treasuring it. One has to grow in their relationship with Christ that before you see God move, you have to like and enjoy. And every one of his commands are like honey. To your lips. If it makes you feel uncomfortable or not, you have to treasure it. So this behaving um, that is required of, required of us before we see God move is this, this treasuring what he's commanded. It says to keep all of his statutes and commandments, which I command you. The word keep means this, to give heed to, to observe, to be guarded, but to treasure it up in your memory. We have the tendency to treasure up those things in our memory that we like to do, we want to do, we feel like doing, we dream of doing. We'll lock in on those things. But what about those commands that makes us feel uncomfortable? And lastly, behaving is also carefully responding to God. So you have this behavior that says, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. And guess what I'm, I'm going to do? I'm going to do it with a happy heart. And I'm going to do it in a very responsive way. Not when I feel like it, but when you tell me to. You shall listen and be careful to do it. The word listen means this, to hear, to obey, to understand to understand the Lord and how to respond to him. So it's not just merely, okay, I heard you. Good message. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I was a little convicted. <laughs> right? But we don't respond. Or we respond situationally. Or we respond when we want it done. 
Well, I did it. But it's not a part of me. But yet I want God to move. Can, can I use our children again? Because children just brings out the best in us. They, right? So think about this again. Just imagine you have three children. The two are super easy to parent. <laughs> you always going to have that one that's be like, that's just like you. Truth be told, really. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. They just just like you on the inside. Because that's the way God convicts me. It's like, you know what? They acted just like you before you came to know me. And they didn't even know that they acted like you. Have you ever been that? Like, oh, they said exactly what I was thinking, what I'm feeling, what I would have said, and what I said in the past. But God will just allow that one. Just make it a little hard on you. The tendency is, okay, well, it's easier to parent that one. So I'll act this way with these. And then act this way with that one. That's unacceptable to God. Again, they're unique, so the approach, right, may be creative and a little different. The motive, the end game, all the same. If I really want him to move in that one child's heart, because they'll smell it and feel it. And even don't even know how to explain it. That why you treat me different than them. Because it's easier. That's why. So God, give me the strength as a parent to be unbiased, to be unmoved, to be consistent. No matter how any of my children respond, let me have the same heart, same motive, the same love, same passion to parent all of them equally. Because God would just use that. Trust me, He would just use that one child just to stir stuff in your heart. They say, You know, this is upsetting you. And you know you're thinking in the back of your mind, why can't they just act like it <laughs> make it easier on me? That's really what we're kind of saying is, can you just chill so it could be easier on me, make my parenting, you know, uh, opportunity and privilege easier? But it's not. I mean, you can apply that to every area of, of life, of every area of stewardship of life. Right? I can't just be good with my wife when she's good with me. It doesn't work that way. So you know what God would do? Allow me to go around the mountaintop of marriage and have a season of difficulty until I am good with my wife in every situation. 
It just happens that way. Your husband, your boss, your employee, employer, every area of your life, God just wants to uh, just, uh, you know, excavate, if you would, your heart, our hearts to reach every area in our lives. And we have to be good with that. So we can get to a point that, God, I will do whatever you tell me to do. I will treasure everything you tell me to do. And I'll respond when you tell me to respond. Make sense? So God, I'll never forget because I want you to move. I'll never forget. I'll never forget because I want to first be careful to learn from every experience in my past. And even if you have the, give me the privilege to visibly and experimentally see it in other people's lives, you know, they fail. God, let me embrace that and let me learn from them. So I won't repeat. And God, help me to have this behavior that you're requiring of me before you do anything else for me. Thank you again for listening to our series, Please Move, God. From Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Please tune in next week to hear the continuation of our series, Please Move, God, preparing and believing for a move of God. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.